Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, begin to taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and repercussions. What's that good, family? I'm your boy Trey Frazier. I got my brother Maestro Styles here with me. Yes, sir. Welcome to another episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Shout out to all of our Facebook Live viewers right now. Y'all can continue to follow the Facebook page, click the like button, and you can also follow us on our YouTube channel, follow with our social media on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Also on Twitter at Barbershop S-P-O-R-2. How we living, man? What's going on? Hey, man. Fresh off the Super Bowl. Um, I'm going to just let you know now, and we'll get into it, I guess, as we get into the game. Don't mm-hmm. nobody, nobody seems to be liking the Cooper Cup in my circle, the Cooper Cup MVP. Nobody seems to be liking it. Okay. Okay. I, I can... Uh... I could certainly get into that conversation because yeah, we I, were watching the game together. At we were all very year. adamant. We all, I think, we all agreed that Cooper Cup was the MVP. But some, uh, the argument is Aaron Donald, though. Aaron Donald is a good argument. Um, Von Miller is a good argument as well. Um, and now that I have to rethink about it. I, I don't think Matt Stafford should be in that conversation only because he threw the two interceptions. Other than that, but one interception wasn't his fault. That that is true. That that is true. Um, but I, I think for certain it's those three guys. It's Cup, Donald, and Von Miller. I, I think those are your three uh Super Bowl MVP candidates. But um, I think me, I, I I think he's last on the list, but I don't I I mean come on he he did throw the ball to Cooper Cup. Who's that? Uh, Who's Stafford. last on the list? Stafford. Yeah, I agree with that. Hmm. Okay, I agree All with right. that. I mean, last last saying, over those three guys. No, yeah, last over those three guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you there. I'm with you. I'm I'm just for me. I, and honestly, so I ain't gonna hold you. Let, I, I mean, Vaughn did. I'm gonna have to put staff for that three, bro. I'm gonna have to put staff for that three. You're not, you're not feeling the Von Miller thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to put okay. staff for that three. No, I mean that's fine. That that that's but, fine. But 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 we not out. Those two aren't even important to discuss. It's Aaron Donald versus Cooper Cup is the conversation that's been going on in my in my world. Yeah, yeah, same here, same here. Um, so 
my reasoning for Cooper Cup is, I mean, when you when you think about the turning point in this game, it was Odell Beckham going down with the knee injury, or I think they're calling it an ACL tear, um, mm-hmm. from what I'm hearing now. And, and that in the same leg, in the same leg, in the same leg, and and that sucks for him because he it will not going to be able to start next season. He's most likely going to come in midseason. So that, you know, shout out to OBJ. Um, but that, that game changed when he went out. And like I was telling you earlier, you know, in the game, I was looking for an X factor and I thought that X factor would have been Van Jefferson. Um, Van Jefferson couldn't find a way to get acclimated after Beckham went out. Uh, number 18, for the Rams couldn't find a way to get, you know, acclimated. Now we did catch a couple of balls, but I was going to say he caught a couple of clutch ones though. He, 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 he caught a couple of balls, but this game needed to be in the hands of Cooper cup and Matt Stafford and Matt Stafford had to deliver the ball to him in double coverage. And McVay had to scheme up the offense because that third quarter, I mean, for both teams in that third quarter, it was just three and out, punt, punt here, punt there. Um, nobody was getting anywhere in the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter came. And that fourth and one, I think it was, with the end around with Cooper Cup, finding a way to get mm-hmm. him the rock in that situation. Um, mm-hmm. To me, that, that, that plays a part in it. It's the fourth down conversion. It's him being double covered and still – beating the coverage and it's the touchdown for me to take the lead, you know, when the, when the game was winding down at the two minute mark, um, we could talk about the penalties three in a row, uh, in that red zone there, uh, after the, the, after the whole ref crew decided, Hey, we weren't going to throw flags all game for the first 58 minutes. Now I think they, they threw out one in those 58 minutes, but those last two minutes, they said, you know what, we, we, we need to throw some flags here. So. All right. Well, let, let me let me uh, let's let's take a step back. We I I, yeah. I don't want to go that far into it. Uh, I, I, get, I guess the 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 overall view, the view, the Goodyear blimp view is, you know, the Super Bowl happened over the weekend. Obviously, for those who um, may have lived under a rock, uh, the Rams beat the uh, Cincinnati, the Los Angeles Rams beat the Cincinnati Bengals twenty three to twenty. Is that is that correct? Twenty three twenty. Yes, sir. Um, 23 to 20 to win their second Super Bowl in history. Uh, Sean McVay becoming the youngest uh, head coach ever to win a Super Bowl, beating Mike Tomlin in uh, 2008, who was the the old the the old record holder. Um, hell of a game, man. I I, I, I will say that uh, I, I was uh, you know I, I'm not ready to put it up here in top five games ever, but I was it was an entertaining game for the most part. I think um I think my my view of it is uh I'm glad even you know I guess I'm glad that the referees weren't involved as much uh, up until the last seconds of the game and now I yeah. do think that that put a little damper on the game that all of a sudden they wanted to get involved but yeah. watching flagless football for uh you know uh what's that 50 maybe 58 minutes um yeah. I, it was was enjoyable was enjoyable um, what I, what I'm left with at the end of the game is man. And, and, and I, 
this is my saying, and if you've watched this podcast or listened to this podcast enough, you know my my motto: star shine. And this is why you get. This is why you mortgage your future for Jalen Ramsey's and Matthew Stafford's, and yep. um, you know those those high caliber players. You you get these high caliber players for this reason. And in the end, these stars shine. Aaron Donald, uh, Jalen Ramsey, not so much in this game. I was but, gonna say. Uh, but <laughs> but nice. but but the other but the other stars for certainly in this game Aaron Donald Von Miller uh, Matthew Stafford did have uh, moments Odell of Beckham. shine yeah Odell Beckham uh, yeah you know so my 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 Goodyear Blimp view is that uh, you know it's the stars the stars always shine man mm-hmm. yeah no doubt no doubt just getting back to the Aaron Donald thing um, where in my world there were a lot of people that was trying to clamor for Aaron Donald to get the MVP award. My thing about it is, is that as much as he sort of wrecked that game in the fourth quarter um, for the Bengals on an offensive end, um, two sacks, four and a half tackles, um, you know, he beat double teams, you know, still was kind of able to get home on several occasions. The, the, the issue for me is is that he didn't just dominate this game by himself. You know, Von Miller had a game himself. Obviously, it might not have been as noticeable. He had two sacks himself. Uh, He had two and a half tackles. Um, You know, he was disruptive as well. So um, when when I think about Super Bowl MVP, I take the totality of the game and I look for turning points. And I referenced Odell Beckham going down being a major turning point and who they had to look to. They had to look to Cooper Cup. They had to scheme him. They had to double, you know, double team him and he was still getting open. They, you know, Matt Stafford had to throw some balls. Well, he wasn't getting open. coverage. And he wasn't getting open. What's, what's that? He wasn't getting open. They well, was on, fighting. A, on, a, on a couple of occasions he did, but for the most part, he was double teamed, and he was still catching balls in tight. Yeah, coverage he was covered. There, he was so. just catching balls in coverage. Yeah, he was more so, so catching balls in coverage. So, when you perform like that in the, in the clutch situation, and you take the lead in the final minutes of the game, I get that Aaron Donald had to seal the game. The defense had to seal the game for the Rams, but they had to take the lead to secure that dub. So for mm-hmm. me, that that's where Cooper Cup is my. Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, um, I agree. What's your, what's your, what, what's your, uh, I guess your overall take on the game? Looking back at it, um, looking back at it, I, there's a, there's a couple things. Um, so the last drive for Cincinnati, um, I was wondering where Joe Mixon was at because in the last and, drive. The last drive because okay. uh Samaj Piran because Piran was in, got you, got you, was got in, you. and he's your second to third running back. And in a game like this, it's a Super Bowl. You're down by what well, they were down by three points, and you need to get in the field goal range. You need to score to at least extend the game. Um, I want my best players out there, and Samaj Piran. I know you're trying to get your burn and all, but this this ain't the time. Joe Mixon, for me, he's got to be on that field. Um, I don't know if that was a situation where 
he was trying to help with, you know, pass protection or not. I don't know who's the who's the better pass blocker out of the two running backs, but to me, you, you had to find a way to get Joe Mixon onto the field there for that final drive. And not that on that lat on that fourth down, not that Joe Mixon was gonna catch that football because that was sort of a it was a disruptive throw. Joe Burrow was trying to make something happen. Um, P. Ryan just he just wasn't in position to catch that football. And I don't think Joe Mixon would have been able to be in that position either. But I'm just to the mindset that I want my best players on the field in crunch time when I need points or when I need to extend the game. So that was one um, of my things. Go ahead. Okay. No, no, I didn't. I didn't know you would. Uh, I was. I was more so trying to get a, a a view on. So your overall, your overall view of the game is where was Joe Mixon in the fourth quarter? That and um, the seven sacks that uh, the Bengals' offensive line gave up, um, which is something that you know week to week during these playoffs we've been, you know, talking about with this uh, football team. That being. Really their, really, their main weakness on offense. I mean, when you look at running backs, receivers, the quarterback. Really, their only the weakness on offense. Uh, what's that? Say, really, their only weakness on offense. So that, that's their weakness, yeah. So we, we, we kind of knew going up against Donald and Floyd and Von Miller that they were going to have a day if they couldn't protect Joe Burrow. And, you know, here we are. Um, you know, down by three points and the offensive line just couldn't, you know, they just couldn't hold on. Um, I will admit, though, Burrow should have been able to throw quick there on that fourth down, um, but he held it a little too long. Um, they were saying how, and we didn't see it in the shot live, right? But someone was saying how Jalen Ramsey tripped Fair. while trying mm-hmm. to follow while trying to follow Jamar Chase down the field, and Jamar Chase was wide open, streaking for the end zone. Yeah, and had Joe Burrow noticed that maybe a second earlier, or been able to get that extra uh, second to step aside, you know, evade the rush a little bit, that that might have been a score right there, and that could have been a game winner for the Bengals. Yeah, um, which goes to show you. Um... Look, man. Um, I guess we got to get. Into, well, let me make my, let me make my point before I get into Jalen Ramsey. The point is, is that uh, this team, this Cincinnati Bengal team, specifically the offense, and I hate that I got to sit here and give them credit right now, but um, this offense, even in the midst of their offensive line issues, which I'm sure, I mean, almost one hundred percent sure they're going to address pretty much all draft. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to. Uh, yeah, they had. Yeah, uh, this team. Uh, this team was literally uh, a bad Joe Burrow hold the ball, or you know, what I'm saying from yeah. from winning the Super Bowl. It, it would seem. It would seem. I mean, I I, I don't want to make it that minimal, but um, mm-hmm. you know, had he had he Matthew Stafford and you know, I meaning Matthew Stafford in the Tampa Bay game where he could just kind of yes. do it up. Yes, had he just threw it, throw thrown up a prayer like uh to his best guy. Mm-hmm. He might be the Super Bowl champion right now, mm-hmm. um, much like uh, how Matthew Stafford got out of that uh, Tampa Bay game uh, earlier in the right. earlier in the season. He just kind of yeah. threw up a prayer and threw it up to his guy and and, and hoped for the best. Um, yeah. That that could have possibly happened um, on Possible. the on the back on the back of Jalen Ramsey, who um, 
Uh, look, I, I, he's still the best cornerback in the game to me. Um, that doesn't change for me. He had a, he had some bad, some things that didn't go his way. And like you talked about, he can he can be thrown on. But I mean, if we're being honest, any cornerback can be thrown on in this type of the way this game is played now. now well, let me let me rephrase that. I don't mean to cut you, but let me rephrase that. And he, he can he can get burnt. <laughs> He, he, and that's what I was trying to allude to on Sunday was that he's well, great and he's one of the best in the league. But you can you can burn you can burn him. You can but burn I, him from but, time to time. But I but I, I okay. But I think any I think any cornerback in today's game can be burnt that way. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Is it? Uh, do you feel like he's not the best cornerback in the league? And I'm, I'm just asking for the sake of conversation. No, no, no. I, I, I alluded to it that yeah, he's he's still yeah. one of the best in the game, if not the no, best. No, no. I'm asking. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm about to say I'm asking but, if he's the best in your opinion. But I, but he's he's had some moments um, where you're like, yeah, this dude gets a little bit aggressive sometimes, and and you know that's what you do. If you're the best in the game, that's what you do. You stay aggressive. You don't let players get by you and all that stuff, but he he had he had some moments, and you're right, he did get robbed uh, with the face mask. What was that? T. Higgins touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he no, 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 no. I thought that was Jamar Chase. No, no, no. That was T. Higgins where uh, he got when the he face threw him down. Oh, okay, okay, okay. With the yeah, that yeah, that one, the the one where. Um, we thought right the rest right off the kickoff, the yeah, right off the kickoff, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that wasn't fair to him, but there were a couple of other moments in this game where, yeah, he he gave up some stuff, but yeah, he he did not have a good Super Bowl. He he, he, did he didn't have, have a good Super Bowl money. at at all, and um, you know that, you know, he got the ring. He got there. That that is that is definitely what he definitely got the ring. But I'm not going to look. You 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 have that kind of game in the Super Bowl. You 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 got to acknowledge it. You that's what mm-hmm. happened to you. Um, I, I'm not going to sit here and um, you know, there dare him. You know, I, I can't do that. But but at the same time, that was a bad break. That yeah. burn was a bad break. And, um, you know, and, and that's just what it is. But you still got to be held accountable for falling or, or, you know, whatever. Even if it wasn't your fault, that stat is still yeah. against you. And, mm-hmm. and you kind of got to hold it for, for what it's worth, for what yeah, it's worth. Exactly. So he had a bad, so he had a bad game. Um, he had a bad game, but, you know, we that doesn't change anything about who he is as a cornerback in this league. So, no, uh, and, and, and like, and like you said, he, he got the ring. Uh, your opinion on Joe Burrow's game. I thought he had a good game. Um, no turnovers. And and here's the thing that I've kind of noticed, right? So we, you know, I and I wanna I, I kind of wanna put this Jamar Chase versus the offensive lineman in the draft thing. I, I, I wanna I wanna put that to bed because I and I know you you're like, yeah, get the receiver. I know my cousin, you know, was like, yeah, you get the receiver. Um I'll be be honest with you, bro. There were some folks on social media that kind of was siding with me in in, in a sense that, hey, you take the offensive lineman. But here's what No, 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 no. Okay, but hold on. But let me clarify when I Mm -hmm. say 
No, I'm not. I'm not saying in. I'm not saying in every situation you get the best. You get the receiver over the offensive lineman. I'm saying specifically right. in the Cincinnati Bengals case, you get Jamar Chase over whoever whoever that lineman is. The chemistry his name that. between Burrow and Jamar going back to their days in college. The morale, not 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 just chemistry. One, he is he is he was the best receiver in the in the uh in that class this past year. That's one. Two, yeah. but before we even knew what he was going to be this year, uh chemistry, yes. But two, morale. Three, uh letting the quarterback that's gonna be your franchise quarterback know, hey, look, man, your input into what you want on your team that you're gonna be the quarterback of for the next mm-hmm. 10, 12, 15 years is important to us. And we want you to know that early. We want your morale to be high now so you can lead our team to Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. And which is which is not something you associate with the Cincinnati Bengals on the regular, but I I, I get you. But but that's but that's not a Cincinnati Bengal thing either. That's a team thing. When you get a quarterback that you believe is going to be your franchise quarterback, it would be in mm-hmm. your best interest sure. to because nobody's going to nobody nobody everybody believes that when it happened when you know when the draft this past year happened everybody yep. believes that Joe Burrow went to his his management and said hey man get my mans get my boy mm-hmm. i need my boy to be here and with that me. doesn't I'm, happen in every organization with their quarterbacks too every quarterback but i do believe every single quarterback that was in that situation Mm-hmm. Goes to their GM and says, "Hey, I want my receiver that I had in college." I, I'm, I won't be convinced otherwise that that doesn't happen. Okay, well, I do believe that happens. I, I also believe that because you have egos in the front office and owners want to, you know, flex their power um, within the organization, that some quarterbacks don't get that opportunity. But I feel what you're saying, though. But the morale. Um, point is a good point to make. Um, for me, it's still the, the the chemistry that he had with the guy in college. So it's not for me. It wasn't that I didn't think Jamar Chase was any good because I always thought he was a good receiver. For me, it was what did the Bengals need at that point in time? What did they want? For me, they needed offensive line help. Um, did they? Do they want Jamar Chase? Yeah, they wanted Jamar Chase. And I don't <laughs> I don't fault them for that if if that's what they wanted over what they needed. Um so that's where I'm gonna kind of put it, you know, kind of put it to bed. Cause they did go to the Whoa. Super Bowl. Um, I'm not gonna back off the opinion that they still needed offensive linemen from you know the Whoa. past draft. I'm not gonna back off that point. But they proved everybody wrong. They drafted the receiver when people, when most people said, "Hey, you got you got a stud offensive lineman here. You know, you, 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 your quarterback hurt his ACL. I think you want to protect the guy." They went the other way, and they proved mostly everybody wrong. They went to the Super Bowl, and they could have they could have won it, like you said earlier, um, but. For for me, I'm I'm still gonna be of the opinion that they needed offensive line help, but they got the guy that they wanted, and not okay. so much the guy, not so much the guy that they needed. 
at the time. So, so, so you're trying to put this conversation to bed, but so let me gain clarity before I allow you to do that. Because yeah. I, if I if I think I understand what you're saying, this conversation is never going to get put to bed. And every time I think about it, I'm, I'm gonna bring it up. Why you say that? So <laughs> I, I, I'm going. It depends on how you answer this question. But do you think the Cincinnati Bengals made a mistake in drafting Jamar Chase in the first round over that offensive lineman from Oregon? No, it's not a mistake. Okay, it's not, all right. It's not then, a mistake. Then you can put it to bed. Then yeah, got you. Okay, then you can put it. Then, then you can put it to bed. That, they, that's they, all they, I was trying. That's all I was trying to get you to say is Jamar Chase should have been drafted right then, right there. And and to add and 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 the, and the basis for my argument still was okay. They didn't get the guy from Oregon, but they also did draft three other offensive linemen that they had intent yes, on you know being in, in being in the rotation. So not only did they get um, you know a top five wide receiver, um, they also did attempt they, to address they offensive linemen. They attempted to address a need. They attempted to address a need. It didn't work out because one of the guys got hurt and the other guy just whether he's just not as good or whether it just, or maybe just maybe just need time to develop like you know just, maybe, but i maybe will just need right maybe just need time to develop i will but i will i will push back and i won't make this a longer argument because i know we're talking about super bowl i will i will push back on this um if you don't have a dynamic player on your team even mm-hmm. if you need an offensive lineman, mm-hmm. I'm still taking the best available dynamic player over the offensive lineman every time, every day in the paint. Well, um, that's that's your. You opinion. can find also, you can find offensive linemen. I, I get that it didn't work in this situation, but sure. you can find offensive linemen, sure. and you can I, find I, them. Yeah, yeah, you can find them in later rounds. I I get it. One hundred percent. And Penny Sewell, I I just remember Penny Sewell, right? That was his Penny name? Sewell. Penny Sewell. Yes. He's not a guarantee. There's no guarantee you insert Penny Sewell, and then all of a sudden this offensive line is good, and Joe mm-hmm. Burrow has all the time in the world. And let's and then let's say it does. Mm-hmm. Um, T Higgins is a great wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Do we believe he's a number one? No. I'm you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm glad and then you we, that and, up. Then we, and then we kind of, and then for me, Jamar mm-hmm. Chase kind of puts everybody in per position. It puts Tyler Boyd in the slot where he should be. It puts uh, uh, yes. uh, T. Higgins in that secondary spot. It, 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 like they are when they get this offensive line. If they can get this offensive line together, this t- the the league, let alone mm-hmm. the AFC, is in trouble. We in trouble. So, um. Man, I lost my train of thought. So, just to and I'm glad T. you Higgins. brought that up. T. T. Higgins. Higgins, right? It, it, T. T. Higgins. Um, I agree with you that T. Higgins is more of a possession receiver than he is a guy that can fly down the field. Even though he does show a little bit of speed in that regard, um, I agree that Jamar Chase brings a totally different dynamic to an offense that can put other players in their better um, positions. You know, Tyler Boyd, like you said, he's better in the slot. T Higgins better as a number two guy. Um, I get that. I get that a hundred percent. Here's the flip side for me. And just for folks that don't understand. So my, my devil's advocate for that is let's say 
And you're right. There's no guarantee if you draft this offensive lineman that there's still going to be any good. There's no guarantee. But what if? What if him, along with the two other guys that they got later in the rounds, what if those three guys generate some camaraderie? What if that line does gel? Because sometimes it's not just about the individual talent, whether it's left tackle, guard, or whatever. Sometimes it's about how a unit can fit together. Uh, I think it's most of the times about that. I think it's most so, of the times about that. About what? Chemistry in the offensive line. I, I, I think that's what it's about. I think that's what it's about. Right. So to my so to my point, if those three guys on the offensive line generate that chemistry, if Joe Burrow is who we think he is, and and most people think that Joe Burrow is, let's let's say that off. Let's say that offensive line. Instead of giving up 50-something sacks, let's say they give up 20, 25 sacks. You don't think Joe Burrow could make T. Higgins better? You don't think Joe Burrow could make Tyler Boyd better? You don't think he, you know, Joe Mixon could still be a top five running back? Um, he can make some of these guys better? Maybe. Maybe. Um, maybe not. Maybe, maybe better, maybe. better, better. Yes, better. Yes. Uh, to the level, to the level that Jamar Chase is right now. No. Um, no, and like I, I said, and, and then like I said, um, let's be clear. And, and, and you know, and I, and I've been saying it since, the, since we've been having this, this maybe three week, month long conversation. Um, Jamar Chase is a, number one receiver talent like he's that he's those he's one of those like he's already looking like one a top 10 receiver in his rookie year mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it, it, it's just they don't make it to the super bowl without jamar chase offensive line could have been crazy they could have he like to your to your point if to your uh example let me say if they mm-hmm. had got sacked only 25 times and he had more time to throw the ball They'd still be a good team. I'm with you, but they would not be a Super Bowl team. They just wouldn't be a Super Bowl team. I don't think they. It's not the likely. Chiefs. I agree with I don't you. Think it's not a Super Bowl team. I don't think. I, I mean, I get. I mean, we're obviously playing a speculative, speculative game, but yeah. um, I don't. I don't think this team is a Super Bowl team. I don't think they beat the Chiefs without uh, without Jamar Chase. I don't think that they beat. I don't, I'm not sure that they beat the Titans without Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole with the Titans because you you know my feelings on that game. That was that the Titans, if they don't throw interceptions, the Titans win that football game. That that's just me. But yeah, sure. Um, go ahead. Uh, no, no, that, that I'm agreeing with you. That's all. That's all. Um, yeah. Yeah, but but me, getting I guess I guess getting back to the Super Bowl. I don't, yeah, like I yep. said, I'm I'm just going to stop the rabbit hole. Um. So Joe Burrow, Joe, uh, getting back to Joe Burrow, uh, obviously mm-hmm. we both feel that he is, um, he that yeah. dude. I mean, uh, I, I guess, yep. where, well, I guess I want to speak to the future. Where, where, where does this put, what do you think this puts Joe Burrow in, um, you know, for next year? Where does he kind of, uh, a, a loose ranking of where he's at in the, uh, in the NFL ranking right now? Um, how do you think this it. team, how do you think this team rebounds? I hate to say it, but he, he the best quarterback in the North. I, I, I hate to say it. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, 
Lamar is number two easily. Yeah. Number two yeah. right there. And um, then, then I mean, yeah, I mean, that's obvious. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that, that's scary. That's a, that's a scary uh, proposition uh, for the rest of the North um, because obviously the Ravens got issues on defense. I know we'll get Marcus Peters back. I know we'll get some, you know, Marlon Humphrey back. Um, we're going to get a new scheme. Hopefully we get some real pass rushers um, and not just guys that fit the scheme. Um, so it's, it's going to be tough. Um, the Bengals are most likely going to be the favorite to win the North again, North again. Uh, mm-hmm. this coming year, unless yeah. something, you know, changes. And, and usually with this division, um, you don't stay on top for long. And I'm just talking about being a division winner. I'm not talking yeah. about a wild card or, you know, yeah. six seed or anything like that. I'm just talking about winners of the AFC North. You, you, you don't stay up there for long. I mean, at the longest, you're talking two years. You're talking a two-year run for all mm-hmm. these teams at this point. So, um, so yeah, they, they could do it again. And that that's, that's scary. Like you said, especially if they get the right offensive linemen, in the draft this coming uh, year, this time, look out. Let me get straight to it. Do you think? Do you think that the um, is it over? How does Patrick Mahomes got to count his days? Let me just get straight no. to it. Do he got to no. count his days? No, he's still no, going to no. be the best in the AFC. He's still going to be the best in the league. I think he's still going to be the best in the league. But he beat I him. Think- he beat him in a. He beat. Mahomes in a uh, you know in a regular season, mm-hmm. and I, and that doesn't have as much stock, and and I and I'm there, but he certainly did it again in in AFC Championship where yeah. one quarterback outperformed the other, uh, yeah. no matter how you slice it. Mm-hmm. No concern, no concern that Patrick Mahomes is still the best. No, nope. Okay, no, no concern okay. whatsoever. Fair. I will bring this up though. Um, there's this rumor going around that. Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy had a spat during that halftime that game. of that mm-hmm. game against Cincinnati. Yep. Um, I don't buy into it all as much. Um, I do think that there was some kind of maybe disagreement because of how that half ended for Kansas City and not mm-hmm. getting points when it should have took the three points. I feel right. that there was something there. But right. in terms of a spat to the point where you can't play in the second half when you can't score. Um, I, I don't know if I'm buying that. Okay, well, to add and to add to that story, um, and I don't know if the meeting has happened or ended or we got answers, but I I remember that Monday morning reading that um, Eric Andy Reid pulled Eric Bieniemy to have some type of a meeting discussing mm. his future. Uh, Discussing his future. It didn't say whether positive or negative. It just said that there was a discussion had about Eric Bieniemy's future. Now, we obviously know that he needs to be getting a job. Um, Facts. Uh, you know, I don't, so I'm, I'm concerned. Concerned isn't the word. I would say keep your eyes on uh, news in in Eric Bieniemy's future. I mean, one person suggested that it could be, you know, him telling the enemy, you know, hey man, I'm about to just give you the Chiefs because it's bullshit that you ain't getting a job. I'm gonna go ahead and get yep. up out of here. I got my mm-hmm. rings, I'm good. Um, some say that Andy Reid might want to go into another go in another direction and get somebody uh, you know, 
different for the offense because of that uh, second half collapse in the uh, AFC Championship. So just something to keep your eyes on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know that 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 was interesting that that came out because um, we all know he's trying to get a job and he deserves a head coaching job. Um, and I don't want this to hurt his chances of getting a head coach. But realistically, game, but, but realistically, it does. Yeah, I agree with that. It does. Even even without this rumor, yeah. it does because of the performance in the second half. Yeah. That I yeah. do agree with. Okay, so uh, I'll transition to the other quarterback real quick. Yeah. Um, Matthew Stafford Hall of Fame conversations have started immediately. Uh, me, me, and you talked about it, and uh, with with uh, with your peoples, and I, I think we all agreed that Matthew Stafford is a Hall of Famer. Um, Richard Sherman came out, I believe, yesterday and said yeah. uh, that Matthew Stafford isn't a Hall of Famer, and he's only getting in because the standards of the Hall of Fame have been lowered. To that, you say what? So I do agree with. Richard Sermon in the sense that he's saying that because we're in a passing league that, you know, Stafford should, should not stand out in the ranks of Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, you know, those type of um, transcendent uh, quarterbacks. I don't think Matthew Stafford is a transcendent quarterback per se, mm-hmm. but um, given the situation in Detroit, um, most of that stuff was garbage um, numbers that he put up. He's only made the playoffs three times with them, um, never advanced in those years when he did make the playoffs, um, did have a Hall of Fame wide receiver in Calvin Johnson. Um, but I do agree with Richard in the sense that um it's it's watered down because of the number of quarterbacks in the league that can now throw for, you know, 60,000 yards throughout, a, you know, 12, 13 year career. I mean, look at okay. Matt Ryan. I mean, at some point, that conversation when he hangs it up is going to be a conversation about whether Matt Ryan's a Hall of Famer or not. So but is he a Hall um, of Famer in your mind? Matt Ryan? Uh, Matt, Matt Ryan? N- no, no, right. He's not. No, no he's right. Not. No. If he wins a Super Bowl, does that narrative change? I think the narrative changes if he gets right. the ring. Because he also was a league MVP also. That that kind of helps his case as well. Okay, so allow me to read some of the uh, quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame. Yep. And, 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 and I, I, um, let me, because I know we don't, let me read the, the uh, I guess, the more mentionable ones. Yep. Um, and, and, and even more recent ones to our history. Because... Yep. Um, we can't speak to Sonny Jurgensen, me and you, I mean. Uh, Warren Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry Bradshaw. Well, let's let's take him out of conversation. Joe Montana. Yeah. We've we've seen Joe Montana. Uh, seen, yep. Troy Aikman, obviously Hall of Famer. Yep. Uh, Jim Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt Warner. Mm-hmm. And the other one I want to mention is Phil Sims. Phil Sims is in the Hall of Fame? According to this, Phil Sims is in the Hall of Fame. Really? Yes. 
according to this, uh, according to now, now you got me wanting to uh, make sure that's the case. But let me let me click on this to make sure I'm I'm right. Uh, okay, no, he's not. Okay, okay, okay. I, I just I just I, I just I just Google I just Googled uh, Hall of Fame quarterbacks and his name came up, but it, it, a list of names came up. So, okay. um, but yeah, now that you made me question it, um, no, he's not. So take okay. him out. So let's that, let's deal let's yep. let's deal in Jim Kelly. Let's mm-hmm. deal in Kurt Warner. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's deal in Troy Aikman, who's an obvious uh, Hall of mm-hmm. Famer. Yep. Um, let's deal in Warren Moon, who is a obvious Hall of Famer. Yep. Um, his another one of Richard Sherman's comments was he doesn't he didn't do anything to revolutionize the game, which I agree with. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've watched Jim Kelly play. Do you feel like he's done anything to revolutionize the game? Jim Kelly, no. He did not do anything to revolutionize the game. Um, if I could ex- just expand on that a little bit. Um, sure. I'm just think, making a conversation. I'm not making a judgment. I'm just having a dialogue. I think, the, I think the four Super Bowl appearances in a row, by the way, which has never been done in the league's history, despite not winning any of them, I, I believe is what got Jim Kelly in. Okay. Um, I, I think we agree with Kurt Warner being in the, in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, he did em- emph- emphatically the way they went. I mean, if if I had to put a... a uh, um, if I had to sum up Kurt Warner's career, I think that the NFL is the NFL today, meaning all the passing is mm-hmm. that way because of Kurt Warner. Um, because of the greatest show on turf. I think that is the reason why the NFL is the way it is, um, with all the passing right now. Um, so yeah, back in 2000, that was in 90 or 99, that offense then was considered to be like record breaking. They were doing some record breaking things back then. They were throwing the ball a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. And, and and Kurt Warner was making it happen. Um yep. was making it happen. So I, I get um Troy Aikman though. Yep. And and, and let's be clear. Mm-hmm. Deserves Hall of Fame, all great quarterback, all those things. Mm-hmm. Um if Matthew Stafford played for the Dallas Cowboys in the nineties, he would he he kind of, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I guess what I'm saying is, is that while I agree with Richard, Richard Sherman, if you can say that about Richard Sherman, you can say you can say that about some of these other quarterbacks. Like they, these guys haven't done, I, you know. And obviously, we got to kind of put to make the conversation. You kind of got to put accolades off for a second to make the conversation. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Troy Aikman doesn't have the arm talent that Matthew Stafford has. And I get uh um but also Troy Aikman was on a team that mm-hmm. was stacked yep. for majority of his career. And I was going to say nor has Troy Aikman revolutionized the game of football. So, I mean, so if it's so if so if Richard Sherman's are and I get it past happy league all those things, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford is like 11 
in in passing yards. Um, yes, he is. Yes, he's, he is. he's he's like he's in the top. He's in the lower ten tens of all the of most of the major passing stats. He's yep. like 10, 11, 12, and like all of those stats. So um I get it. He had a he but he only had one one receiver. Uh yep. I mean Troy Aikman had Alvin Harper, uh Jay Novacek, Michael Irvin, obviously. Like he yep. had uh Emmett Smith. Wallace, he had Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith, right. He had uh that yeah. offensive line more than anything, that offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um he the defense was good. Like he had all the you know, it was like yeah. I don't want to sound disrespectful to a Hall of Famer that's won, you know, three Super Bowls. Yeah. Um The numbers I won't will be call him, I the won't numbers. call him a game I'm trying not to call him a game manager, but out my mouth I wanna say Troy Aikman's an overglorified game manager. You know what he is? You you know what Troy Aikman is? Troy Aikman is basically Joe Flacco, right? Like so if you if you if you look at Joe Flacco's numbers right now as of today he has better numbers than Troy Aikman. If Joe Flacco played from 1988 to 1998 they would probably put Joe Flacco in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> right? I so, mean with the Super Bowls, with the Super with Bowls. The, with the Super Bowls, exactly. Yeah. With, with the Super Bowls, right? So I that that's the comparison that I would make. Troy I think is. I think my well. Let me ask you this: Do you st- do you feel like Matthew Stafford is a Hall of Famer right now? You still um, feel that way? I feel that way. Yeah. I feel okay, that way, yeah. I, I feel that way too. I think the ring solidified it. I think yep. he's a Hall of Famer. Um, mm-hmm. If if okay, the second conversation came up. Eli Manning came up. Yep. Um, we know who's a better throwing quarterback. And I only mm-hmm. take the quotations out. I forgot I even did quotations. We know who's the better throwing quarterback. We yes. know that uh, Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Eli Manning at just throwing the ball. If yes. Eli Manning, I mean, I'm sorry. If Eli Manning plays for the Detroit Lions, I don't think we talk. We don't have a conversation about um, about him being a Hall of Famer. I think no. hell, I would I would go as far as to say that Eli Manning may not have been a Hall of Fame quarterback had he went to the Chargers who drafted him. That's a fact. That that That's the thing right there. Because it's just something about playing in the biggest market for the number one, foot, the number one football team, because the Giants is the number one football team in New York next to the Jets. Um, there's something about the streak the, the mm-hmm. consecutive game streak because he threatened Brett Favre there for a little bit in that record. Um, and there's something about upsetting one of the greatest, if not the greatest regular season teams of all time in that 16 and no Patriot team. I say that to say, and I say mm-hmm. that to say, um, and I, I get it. Two Super Bowls to one is a big difference. I think any quarterback that mm-hmm. wins two Super Bowls, regardless if you were trash or not, if you win two Super Bowls and you were the starting quarterback, I feel like you should be in the Hall of Fame. That's just my rule of thumb. Um, okay. uh, but with that being said, um, if Eli can get in, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford can get in. That And that's just how I feel about it. I agree with that. Eli Manning led the league in interceptions three times. Yeah. He was never he was never an all-pro. I think he made maybe a couple of Pro Bowls in his career. Um, he was never the best quarterback 
in the league throughout any of those years that he played. He was that's Richard Sherman's that. comments, and that's Richard. That Richard Sherman said that about Matthew Stafford. He was never the best quarterback. Um, yeah. I don't think he has any Pro Bowls. Matthew Stafford does. Um, I think one, maybe, maybe a late one, maybe like maybe, somebody dropped out, maybe. and then you know they just selected yeah. him. He just didn't play in it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, maybe, but I don't think he has any Pro Bowls. That's that's right. what I. You know, I don't know to be factual. Right. I don't believe he has any Pro Bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just all I'm saying to. If Eli Manning can be in, then damn it, uh, Matthew yeah. Stafford can be in, and that's just that's just my personal opinion. And and I'll say this too about Eli Manning. There's something about having that last name. I, yeah. I think also if he's not a Manning, we we might not be having this conversation. Too. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know, I mean, look, look, I'm never going to shit on two Super Bowls. You got two Super Bowls, yeah, and and, and with why I don't think he was dominant in either of those games. Uh, the helmet catch was thrown. That yeah. prayer to Manningham was thrown. So yeah. I mean, you do get credit for throwing it, even though it was a prayer. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I, I, I'm sorry, man. I, I feel like I feel like them Super Bowls to me. Though. Them defenses, them defenses, yeah, yeah, they won it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree. You know, I agree. I, rem- I remember the conversation during Super Bowl week that year uh, with the 16 and 0 Patriots was. Um, that the Giants, they could hold that offense to 14 points or something like that. And they ended up, uh, ended up holding up to 17, I think. No, they ended up holding up to 14 points or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And they was, mm-hmm. they, when the Patriots was dropping 50, you know, 50 pieces on everybody. Everybody in the that, that year. year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, you, <laughs> you, th- that was all defense, bro. <laughs> That was that was yeah. Justin Tuck, Strahan, and them boys. Your OCU and Yeah, that was all those yeah. guys, man. That was that front line, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 about it. yeah, yeah. Um, it. so yeah, Matthew Staff is definitely a Hall of Famer in my book. In my book, yeah. Right now, I'm, I'm with I'm with you there. Now, maybe not a first ballot. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe not a first ballot. I, I could I could live with that, but yep. he's definitely yep. a Hall of Famer. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's there. Yeah. He's there. And he's got a chance to get some more. They, I mean, they're in, they're in position. I mean, I, I think obviously free agency for a Super Bowl team, a lot of times that changes. You know, mm-hmm. people leave, people get better yeah. contracts, those types of things. But um, for all intents and purposes, they, like you said, they look, they look in position mm-hmm. to do the same thing. And this other rumor about Aaron Donald calling it quits if he had won the Super Bowl. Now, I don't know if he's really thinking about it or, you know, if that's a real Now, that would change. That would change that team. That would change everything. There was another rumor that Sean McVay would step down, which is crazy. I'm like, you're 36 years old. What the hell are you stepping down for? Right. Um, I don't know. I don't buy that. But if any of those two things happen, then their chances kind of – you know, go down a bit, even in a in a conference where you're kind of questioning: Is Aaron Rodgers going to be in Green Bay? Is Russ? I think it goes down Seattle? significantly without Aaron you Donald. Know? I think it goes down significantly without Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's a disruptive force. He, he, yeah. Him. I think it goes. I think it goes down without Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron. And Donald. Von Miller is a free agent too, so he's not right. guaranteed to be on the team. Odell Beckham is a free agent. Is he's a free not agent. Guaranteed. He's he looking to take a he, well. he 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 did say that he would take a pay cut for the Rams and I I think that um mm-hmm. that uh injury um sucks. I think it solidified. It, it sucks, but I think it does solidify that he's going to be 
with the Rams. With the Rams, yep. Yeah, yep. I don't I don't know I that he's like the would you tag Odell Beckham if you're the um, Rams? I don't how much did they do you know how much they paid for him for this year? Three million uh, so it don't. wasn't I know what I um, because here's the thing. Uh, I think you that I think you have to give him some type of a raise. I think the franchise tag would give him the type of raise mm-hmm. that uh that you know the appropriate type of raise. I do think yep. that maybe mm-hmm. you do. Maybe you, I mean I I think that would get him out the way. Yep. I mean, but here's the thing. We don't believe he's going to be there in August. I mean, in September. We we right. you know, in fact, what we what we talking about Maybe at best October, November type. Yeah, type I'm thinking shit. like halfway through the season is what I'm thinking. Right, kind of like when he came in anyway. But yeah, yeah um, but but yeah, I think you def he's definitely going to be a Ram. I, I, franchising might not be a bad idea. Only thing I didn't, only thing I wouldn't like about franchising him is because I know he's not going to play for at least a month and a half. That's true, and you're paying him what fifteen, sixteen million dollars just to right play half at, a season. on a on a half a season, right? Right, yeah. so I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Yep, yep, yep. At all. I don't like that at all. Um, any so, other points in the Super Bowl, man? How many other points? Talking points? I said, do you have any more? Do you have any other more talking points? I don't have any more talking points for the Super Bowl, but I do want to give a quick shout out to uh, a fan favorite of the podcast, and she goes by the name of Mocha Bella who um, also is part of X-Squad Affiliates. And, you know, we were, you know, we were with that crew for a long time, you know, still talk with, you know, talk with some people over there every now and then. But we had our first ever Super Bowl uh, sweepstakes, Super Bowl giveaway uh, for some uh, Barbershop Sports Talk podcast merch. Uh, We gave away a keychain, we gave away a t-shirt, and we gave away a hat. Uh, Mocha Bella won. Congrats, Mocha Bella. A1 yep. day Congratulations. one. Congratulations. Uh, that is being that was shipped yesterday, by the way. So, Mocha, if you're listening, it's on its way. Um, you know, and we definitely would love for you to, uh, you know, make a you know, social media posts with the gear on and you know, sport it out for us. And, um, that that was good. I, I, I thought it was a good turnout. Um, we had five people participate in the uh, in the sweepstakes. Um, I know a couple of people picked the Bengals and uh, three people picked the Rams to win, but she was the closest one to the score. So, um, yeah. so that that was that was perfect. That uh, I'm actually thinking about doing another giveaway this coming weekend because it's NBA All Star Weekend. And the All Star Game is on Sunday, so I might do something uh, for the All Star Game there. I'm is this to... Sunday coming up? It is this Sunday coming Damn. up. Yes. Yeah. You know what it is? It's the Super Bowl being a week later in the month that's kind of throwing things off because usually that's yeah. two weeks before the All Star right, Game. Right. 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 With with that extra week of football. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Maybe. So, maybe. So yeah, I'm I'm brainstorming. So I'm trying to figure out what to do for that. So because that that's gonna be, uh, I, well, I'm not gonna watch the All Star Game to be honest with you. I might be doing some work or something, but uh, Damn. I'm gonna I'm gonna think of something. Well, you uh, all right? Um, did you hear the news about Marquise Brown? The rumors about Marquise Brown. Yo, I saw this. 
something about him retiring from the NFL. Is that right? That's the rumor. That's the rumor that I saw on Twitter today. And the, and the reason is what again? He is he wants to become a Twitch gamer. He's already built up a following, and he feels like he has enough followers to sustain a, a, a living uh, doing Twitch as opposed to playing football. Interesting. Interesting. To that, um, you, how do you react? Um, I don't like it. Um, I, I don't like that he <laughs> has to retire, like, you know. Well, it's not even founded yet. I'm just, just I Twitter talk. I know. I know, but if if it were true, uh, I wouldn't like it, um, you know, because this is three years he's been in the league, and I thought that um, – I thought he improved last year, um, and I thought he's got room to do a little bit more things this coming season, but if the man think he can make some money off the game and for Twitch, um, and, you know, maybe that becomes an empire of his one day, then, you know, more power to you. I mean, he's made yeah. some money – in this league, um, he certainly hasn't gotten that second contract because that's where you're going to yeah. really make your really, really make your money. But um, if if that's what he decides, if this is true, then uh, more power to him. It's, uh, it's Rashad Bateman time. Yeah, you, you kind of got to really do you. You really do got to respect uh, no matter how you feel about him and how he's performed as a Raven in you know, three years. Um, he, you got to respect people who figured it out a way to leverage their money into something without mm-hmm. getting their fucking head knocked off for 10 years. Um, yeah. look, yeah. I know we all love football and, and, you know, you know, that's what's up. But if Obama could, you know, possibly not get hit in the head as much yep. and still, and still, you know, live life and be rich or, you know, be all right. Um, you you kind of got to applaud it at this stage of the game. Football to be all right. We're still going to watch, regardless. We'll be fine if he. And players because... are going to come and go. You know that's right. just how it goes. Right. You know that's just how it goes. So There's if that's on true, the back. Mm-hmm. if that's true, congratulations, man. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean players wear their names on the back, but we root for the names in the front of the jerseys. So mm-hmm. players yeah. are going to come and go. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you want to get into this uh, this blockbuster trade that went down last week? Oh man, I didn't realize. I guess I didn't realize we didn't uh, we didn't talk about it. No, no, it happened after uh, after sure? the last episode for certain. Yeah, it, it definitely happened after the last episode. Then when <laughs> do we? Oh yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> let's let's talk about it. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, uh, let's, hey. Let's talk about it. Let's let's talk about it. Uh, ben Simmons for James Harden, uh, Brooklyn and Philly. Um, the Nets get back with Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond. Um, they two didn't get first round today. Two first yes, rounders. Yes, they did. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And uh, the Sixers, they only got James Harden. Is that correct? They got no, they got James Harden and Paul Millsap, I believe. And Paul it was. Millsap, that's right. Paul Millsap, that's right. Yep. That's right. Yep. So, um, so go I ahead, Ted. Please make it make sense. Please make it make sense how Philly won in this. Yeah, I was just gonna say, um, you and I, we had this Twitter conversation about this. So, here, here's where I'm at. So, when I say Philly won the trade. I'm saying that Philly won the trade right now 
right this season. Because I know next season, when Durant's healthy, when hopefully Kyrie can play road games and home games, and Ben Simmons gets acclimated, we know that the Nets are going to be a force next season. This season, I, I, I don't know. I, for the Nets, I don't know. Um, we don't know when New York is going to lift this thing where Kyrie can't play uh, mm-hmm. home games. We, we don't know. Um, Kevin Durant is still out. Um, and possibly, what, two weeks they're supposed to evaluate him and see, you know, if he can come back. And if he does come back, you're talking 20 games left in the season to try to get a higher seed because right now they're the number eight seed right now. Right. And you got some, you got some good teams that's, you know, one through seven that don't look like they, you know, removing from their spots no time soon. Um, I, I'd be hard pressed to think that KD comes back, Ben Simmons gets acclimated. And even if you got Kyrie just playing road games that they're going to make, you know, that they're going to make a run to the NBA finals. Um, I just don't see that this year. On the Sixers side, this is it, right? Like, Joel Embiid is having this MVP season right now, and they get James Harden. I mean, I've heard people say, well, they got rid of a guy that wasn't playing for them for someone that's going to play for them, Um, which I totally understand that concept. Um, this is, this is the Sixers year. If they don't win it this year, then I don't see them winning it the following year or any time after that. So that's why I say for now, for now, up until the end of this regular season, Philly won this trade because they got players that are going to play for them right now. They don't have what Brooklyn's got going on right now. Like they're not waiting on a player to come back. They're not waiting for um, someone to get acclimated. And I know James Harden does have to get acclimated with his teammates, but I, I think that connection, that chemistry, I think that picks up a little bit quicker um, than the Nets in their situation. So for me, there's that. That's why I think Philly won the trade, but they won the trade for now. Um, I still disagree with you, even for now. Um, if this, if 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 we're going under your guys that this is their year, they have to do it this year. Mm-hmm. Then, then this is this isn't a good move. They're not going to do it this year. They don't have no shooters. It's James Harden, and uh, he's a Danny Green still there. They don't have no shooters. I don't know. And if, if you if you count Danny Green, they don't have no shooters. They I'm not Danny Green not, not a not shooter. Say, um, he's if not. If you want to say he's not the, if you want to say he's not the same, I, I can understand yeah. that. But Danny yeah, Green, yeah. that's all yeah. he does. He shoots. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, let me. When I when I say he don't have shooters, I mean efficient shooters. Danny Green is not mm-hmm. an efficient shooter anymore. Um, I'm not talking about people who just that's all they do is shoot the ball. I, yeah, clearly. Uh, yeah, they're not. They're, they don't have no shooters. They gave away arguably their best shooter in Seth Curry. Yeah. Um, so uh, so now the it. it it lands on Joel Embiid and uh, and James Harden. Yeah. Um, James, uh, look, I I, lo- I like Tyrone Maxey. I like uh, Tybo. Tybo. I, 
I Thibault, I like those guys. They're great defenders. And, and, and don't forget and Tobias you, Harris is still there. <laughs> Look, he's not really? trash. Wait, he's really? Not tra- he's not That's trash. What I'm saying. Like, come on. He's not trash. But who again? You gotta be speechless you, for that. <laughs> yeah, because Tobias, bruh, come on, Brian. Come on, man. Here's 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 here. I am as proud. Third, I'm as happy a third guy. As a third guy. I don't believe Tobias Harris, man. I don't believe him. As I a don't third believe guy. him. I don't believe him. I do not. As a, as a thing, third option? Is this thing on? I do not believe Tobias Harris. I don't believe him. I don't you, believe him. But you're saying you don't believe him in the moment. I'm just talking about does he work well as a third I'm answering, option? I'm answering your question. I'm answering your question. I don't believe him. You asked you know, me a question, and my yeah, but you don't believe the when guy, the moment comes. That's what you're no, no, saying. No, 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 no. You're telling you're telling me what I think. I'm telling you, I don't believe him as a third option, a viable third option. I don't believe him. Nah, I disagree with that. I don't believe him. I disagree. <laughs> In the playoffs, I don't. And then, and then, let's say mm-hmm. against Miami, you believe mm-hmm. him against Miami. Right now, I, I we're don't. talking about because right the conversation now, right now is I don't. right because right the now, conversation is right because mm-hmm. the conversation is emphatically right now. We said right now yeah. they're the winners because they have to make it. There is championship or bust, but yet they got to do. And they're with equipped the, to make a run. They're equipped more than Brooklyn to make the, this run right now. But they're not more equipped than Miami. Yeah, but we're not talking about Miami. We're talking about between these no, two no, teams. no, but. I get no, no, why no, no, you're no, bringing no, no. Miami into the picture. You're, no, you're no, saying, no. do I believe Convers- them against Miami? No, yours, no, no. We're talking about your stance that it's better for the Sixers are winning right now. This was the better trade for the Sixers right now yes. because this James Harden trade made this team a team capable of making a championship because this is a championship or bust team. Right. They're not making a championship with this roster. So this move, they gave away a shooter. Mm-hmm. And not only did they give away, they gave away their best. Their, like I said, I'm cons- yeah. I'm convinced that's their best shooter. Seth Curry was their best shooter on that team. That so they I gave they I gave their they gave up their best shooter on a team that don't really have a whole bunch of shooters to begin with. They got, yeah. like I said, they got guys that can, you know, hit a shot. Tobias Harris can hit a shot. Like you yeah. said, Danny Green can hit a shot, but they're not shooters. Mm-hmm. They're not guys like if mm-hmm. uh, if Harden got to kick it out because he get impressed and he got to kick it out. Yeah, you can kick out to Tobias Harris when the game is. You know what I'm saying? Like Seth Curry mm-hmm. is the one of them dudes that you believe will knock that bitch down when it got to be knocked down. I ain't talking about necessarily buzzer beaters, but sure. momentum momentum shots. You got more sure. faith in a Seth Curry. Sure. Being that main guy, then a Tobias Harris being that main guy, or Danny mm-hmm. Green being that uh, that main guy. Danny Green now, not Danny Green yeah. of you know career, but Danny yeah. Green of now. So with that being said, um, they they don't got they don't got smoke. If I'm being honest, they're not a better right now. As constructed, they're not a better team than Miami. They're not a better team than Milwaukee. That I. So hold on, I, I'm just forgetting teams. I just got finished. They're not a better team than them. They're not a better team than Chicago. Or Boston's um, on the rise. Boston's on the rise. Um, but I but I give Philly the slight edge over Boston. I give them a slight edge over Cleveland. 
Um, I give it to him over Toronto, obviously. Um, but and 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 why are you bullshitting? I don't one hundred percent believe that the Sixers the Sixers could beat the Nets in the series right now. With what the Nets have on the floor right now. No, no, I mean meaning assuming that Kevin Durant is going to be okay. healthy for playoffs. Okay. I don't I'm not one hundred percent sure that they that they beat the Nets. I'm okay. not one hundred percent sure. In fact, in okay. fact, let me just stop bullshitting. Mm-hmm. I think the Nets still beat them in a series. The Nets, if healthy Kevin Durant in the playoff series, beat the Sixers right now. If everything pulled right for the Nets toward the end of the season into the playoffs, they lift the band. Katie comes back hundred percent. No, 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 no. If they don't lift the band, if uh-huh. he got to play, if if Kyrie can only play in Philly. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Durant is healthy. I'm still taking the Nets. Hey, we'll see about it. But one thing's for certain: you mentioned a couple of teams there. Um, Milwaukee and Miami is going to have a lot to say about this trade because everybody's, you know, oh, this might be the matchup in the conference finals, or oh, this might be it to go to the finals and stuff. No, 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 not so fast. I, those two teams, in particular, the Heat and the Bucks. They're going to have a lot to say about, you know, whether those two teams get there or not. Because let me I tell think you, they gave up too much, bro. They gave up too much, bro. And I know okay. they got. That. I know they want. They really want to get Ben Simmons out. And I'm. I get it. And I'm glad yeah. they got him out. They didn't they, want to they get rid of. Pay. They didn't want to ship Thibault and Maxi over there with them. Um, You're right. And and, and, and and respect that they got that done. Yeah. But then they gave. But they gave up. I I, I tell you what, Thibault and Maxi better become the scorers along with the defenders. In these next two years, that they just gave up first rounders, for. right? I was going to say because they they're, they're two of the good defenders in the league. Um, yeah, scoring, you know, I don't know the scoring. No, not right now. Um, I, I lost my train of thought. Um, what, what was I about to say with uh, the East? Um, oh yeah, uh, you were talking about the other teams in the league. The in, other in teams. The East, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Bucks quietly. Uh, picked up Serge Ibaka. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge for Milwaukee, bro. I mean, I, I I don't put as much stock into Serge Ibaka. I, it is a good move. I'm not disagreeing with that. I don't put as much move mm-hmm. as, as much as you put into it. I think it's mm-hmm. a good move. I think it's a good wing defender. Um, I mean, what he's not going to give you 18 points anymore. So I, I you know, so it's not that. Um, no. it's good leadership. It's those types of things. I think it's a good move. I don't think it's a as big as a move as you're making it, but he's going to be a good defender. Um, yep. those types of things. But that move still does kind of solidify for me why the Sixers just don't have a shot. And, I, and look, I'm again, I'm not saying yeah. that this is a bad move. They James Harden to the Sixers is a good move. Yeah. I'm just saying right now, or or really, period, is no way that the Sixers got the best out of this deal. Because of how much they gave up to get him, sure, it, and it, and it's like Stephen A was saying, it's like Stephen A was saying on TV. You basically improved your team while making the team that you're training with much better. Better. I understand his point in that. Yeah. Um. I look. I, I I'll say this, and I'll kind of I'll kind of uh, regurgitate one of your sayings. If they make this, if they make the champ, if they win the championship, I'll shut up. Uh, Sixers, that is right. <laughs> yeah, the Sixers. If they if they win the championship, I shut up. But yeah. here are the here's the thing: mm-hmm. they're not. <laughs> they're again, not. Again, the Heat 
gonna have something to say about it. Milwaukee's gonna have something to say about it. Um, I don't care I, what you're talking about. Brooklyn is gonna have something to say about it. Kevin, when Kevin Durant come back, I don't see a Nets Sixers Eastern Conference Finals. No, I, that, but that I, I don't see. I don't see. I don't. I'm not. I don't necessarily see a Sixers Conference Finals. It's interesting that, that I disagree. I could see them there. I could I could see them there, but I don't think it'll be against the Nets. Yeah, I don't know that I see the Sixers being there. Um, and I, I don't have a prediction for you. I'm just saying this yeah. team doesn't make me feel like this. They're four four seed right now. Uh, like I said, I don't uh, think they're better Sixers, than Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're better than Milwaukee right now. I don't think they're better than Chicago. I don't think they're better than Miami. I think Brooklyn, he- healthy Kevin Durant, will get past them. Um, and Chicago. And here's the yeah, – I, I, yeah, I said Chicago first. But and, um, yeah. and, again, I hate to be this, this, this uh, you know, negative, negative Ned. James Harden don't show up in the playoffs. That's a fact. That's a fact. Hey, speaking of James Harden, um, just a simple question. Why, why do you think he wanted to leave Brooklyn? Uh, well, Joe Button jokes that the pot, that the strip that the strip clubs are trash. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I, I don't have an answer for you. I, if I had to make a, if I had, I do. I'm lying. I do have an answer. Um, he's not the guy. He's used to being the guy. Mm-hmm. He handles the ball. He takes it up. He does what he wants to do when he wants to do it in in in, uh, in Houston, and that's not the case anymore. He's not going to be the the reason why they win the. Ch- He's not going to be the main yeah. reason why. Let me say the main reason, he, right? He wouldn't have been the main reason why they won. You had he had to um, uh, take a backseat to Kevin Durant, and in some respects, had to take a backseat to Kevin uh, Kyrie Irving, even though mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving wasn't it wasn't playing, um, right. but. You know, like he's not the man no more. He can't just walk up and do what he want to do when he want to do it no more. And uh, I think that does affect him because he was handling the ball in Houston all the time. Yeah, yeah. So here's my thing. I'm gonna make two points. So there was a rumor that, and it's funny how these things come out after the fact, but it was a rumor that when James Harden got the Brooklyn in the trade. The first few, you know, games, weeks or whatever, that Kevin Durant felt like James Harden wasn't a good fit uh, within the offense. Because, you know, the Nets, they like to move mm-hmm. the ball, you know, mm-hmm. ball moving and all that good stuff. And James Harden, that's a reasonable thought to the mix. Um, the ball sticks more yeah. than it does yeah. move around. Yeah. Um, even though James Harden gets teammates involved, he still gets his assists, he still gets his rebounds but and not, all that stuff. It's not the, the same thing. Stick. It goes exclusively through him. Sure. The ball stuck more than it did without him being there. So yeah. I, I kind of get that point about it. I guess my issue with that in response to it is y'all traded to get the guy. And I and I and I know he wanted to get out of Houston, but Y'all, as the Brooklyn Nets, y'all wanted to get him because y'all thought that he was the final piece of the puzzle to getting a title. 
Well, did Ke- but I don't know. But the thing is, is did Kevin Durant think that, or did the office think that? And that's the and that and that's there goes that whole that's thing. That's the question. That's the question. And most people because Kevin Durant ain't LeBron. Well, when it comes to what meaning he's teams. not a general meaning he's not a no meaning he's not a general manager like LeBron is wherever right. he goes. So right. in the situations, I'm sure they ask Kevin Durant's input. I'm sure yeah. he gets you know you know he gets to say, oh, I think yeah. this because it is, but. Right. If the Nets guy, uh, Sean Marks is, is Sean Marks, yep. right? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. If he's, he probably says, all right, I heard what you said, mm-hmm. but we want James Harden. We want to build this, this big three, yeah. especially in a, especially where everybody else got just the big twos right now. We yep. want that extra guy and we get mm-hmm. that, we get all y'all to kind of play along for a year or two yeah. years. And we're talking about two championships in Brooklyn. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's kind of synonymous. I mean, I get it's a logical thought from KD because he just came from Golden State, where the ball moves, the ball moves. Yeah. So, uh, so right. of course, KD might feel that way. I'm not, I don't know if the rumor is true or false, but it's logical mm-hmm. for him to think that way if he did, because it's like, yeah, dog, I just won, and and, and for real, probably should have three peated, pending injury, probably should have yeah. three peated. But um, moving the ball, we move the ball, mm-hmm. and we get it to the best available shooter, and that's where I shine because I'm always the best available guy. I'm always open. I'm always yeah. getting high quality shots, so I know the ball is going to come to me because I'm six uh, ten yeah. and I'm one of yeah, the best shooters in the game. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, so I know it's always going to come to me. Whereas James Harden isn't quite as tall, doesn't always take the best efficient shots. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. His whole thing is I'm creating offenses by creating offense by getting fouled and you know, obviously say, uh, the line. created yeah. he created the step back jumper for all for all I care. Um yeah. so you know that that type of thing. So but you would want that in Brooklyn, but you got you have to acknowledge that that only really works when you got shooters around James Harden that are willing to just shoot whenever he get it to you and the ball's gonna be in his hand. So what yeah. you were, what you're innately asking, in my opinion, how I would have did it if I'm, you know, now I'm uh, uh, couch coaching. Um, James Harden would have never played when Kevin Durant was in the game. He would always be that six man option to run the second team offense, and he can do. Like wasn't no KC. He can do all the Houston Rockets shit he want to do when Kevin Durant sit down. But when Kevin mm-hmm. Durant get up, you need to sit down and we going right back to the ball movement that Kevin Durant like to do. Now, and that's, you know, that's me couch coaching. I don't even know how um how you could how implement how implementable if that's a word that is to just yeah. shift philosophies, you know, through a substitution, but yeah. Um, that's what I would do if, if if I were in that situation. I would never have him because I know he get I know either one of the two stars would get frustrated and then there's still another mm-hmm. star who likes to mm-hmm. handle the ball and is the best ball handler on the team. Yeah. So then there's a whole never dynamic. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it's crazy because I don't even think they've played the three of those guys, Kyrie, Harden, and Durant, I don't think those guys have played together in more than 16, 17 games. You know what I mean? You know, Durant was hurt. Kyrie missed games because of injury. Um, the staying with the mandate and all that. Harden missed some games when he got there last year as well. And, then we, and you never really got to 
I mean, you when you see them three on the floor together, you've seen what they could do, but you've never really seen that over the course of even a quarter of the season almost. Right. Like, if you combine all those games together, that that equals up to about a quarter of the season. And you never and you really never really saw them really have you never really saw them have adversity. And yeah. that's and that's what's key. You never saw them have real adversity where it's like, oh, I don't like what you did on this play, and I don't like what you did on, on this play. So how do we fix it? And yeah. so we can click on all cylinders. Um, and then it never and it never put Steve Nash in that position where he gotta coach it. Right. So and especially with Steve Nash, who is known to be a guy who's gonna hold the ball. He holds the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But He's gonna get that ball movement going too. He's not just gonna hog it. He's just gonna make that decision. But but he is a guy that handles the ball. There was no other ball yeah. on that Phoenix team. He was the primary ball handler. So yeah, yeah. yeah, you would you could you can do it. You could do a you know. It's more. It's never. It's not a. And correct me if I'm wrong. But how I remember that Phoenix offense, it mm-hmm. was never. And I and I believe that way because I watched it in uh, Houston. It's never, it's never a a like a four pass. Like if if uh, Nash passed it off, there was mm. never three more passes where he did before he didn't get the ball right back. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Whereas mm. in uh, in uh, Golden State, four different people could touch the ball before it yeah. got back to the point guard. Right. That could happen. And Golden State got. Another ball handler too. That's the other difference there. Well, I, I say that to say is is that uh, I say that to say is that they don't run the kind of offense philosophically where yeah. Steph Curry has to have the ball in his hands for rotations to move right. Right. Whereas in that Phoenix, D'Antoni, they he wants a guy who dishes. Yeah. And it, you know, what I'm saying he don't want more than three passes before it gets back yeah. to the point guard and you resetting the off, you resetting. And what's crazy, the Steve Kerr thing, Steve Kerr was in the front office in Phoenix during that run, right? Toward the end of that mm-hmm. Phoenix run with uh, I don't know. Amari and Nash, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, maybe. So, maybe. So we, so I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying that, that, I'm just saying that, I guess to kind of put a button on the conversation, I'm just saying that um, James Harden want the ball. Uh yeah. Kyrie Irving wants the ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Kevin Durant, you know, he's just the yeah. guy who needs to finish the plays more than, more than that. Right. But those two need the ball. So when both yeah. of them are in, that that could present issues. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I just threw that question out there because I do have a, a, a slight theory that does James Harden know something that we don't in regards to Kevin Durant's injury? Um, and because I'm thinking, why don't you just hold the fourth down until he gets back? I know y'all lost 11 straight games, and maybe that was kind of maybe the the, the straw for James Harden was that he but wasn't he playing in those his, 11 games. What's that? But wasn't he playing in those 11 games? And that's what I'm saying. He he was playing in those 11 games. I'm sure Kyrie was playing half of those games. Um, but for me, it's like, y'all in the East, I know the East is better. But I think if you got him back at the timetable that y'all said with 20 games left, that y'all can make up some ground. 
Um, I didn't. I didn't think that um, they were completely out of it. Well, let me be very clear. Houston, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Brooklyn doesn't. So even while, you know, everybody's been out and Harden has been the guy, you know, kind of the main guy, mm-hmm. it's not like they were running the type of offense he's used to in Houston, right. in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I can see frustration there. Um, you know, I can, I can see frustration. He's not getting it the way he's used to getting it mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. And they changed the rule, which is why he's not getting to the free throw line as much as he right. used to. right. Right. That's another right. piece to it. And he's still going to have to deal with that in Philly also. It's not like and that that's going to change. And that, don't, and that don't look good. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he'll still average 23, you know, 20, 23 to 20, you know, maybe 25. But, yeah. um, you know, all those 28 to 30s, I, I don't know if the, with that rule change, like you said, I don't know if that's going in his favor no more. Mm-hmm. What about this uh, theory? Um that I was about to talk to you about during the Super Bowl Sunday, but this thing that Stephen A. said on TV the other night that the Lakers should consider trading Anthony Davis. Oh uh, yeah. What, what what about that? I mean, look, man. The way I see it, um, you made this bed, lay in it. That's that's what that that that's what I. In, they got a championship out of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe, yeah, I mean... That, they did what the Rams did, basically. They mortgaged the young cats for some yeah. vets, plus Anthony Davis. They got a championship in the bubble, and now yeah. they're, they're paying for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, it, 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 when you put it to me like that, then yeah, maybe they should trade them. Maybe they should trade them and see what they get now. Um, I don't know what kind of revolutionary talent they think they're going to get for him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, but, you know, first round of year. I mean, how many first rounders do you think you can get for Anthony Davis? Yeah. Oh, I think you can get at least one. <laughs> you can get at least one. I don't know mm-hmm. about multiple, but I, I think you can mm-hmm. get at least one. I guess my thinking is, is that you're on a team full of Hall of Famers that are, you know, way past their prime, like Melo, Dwight. LeBron, even though LeBron is still uh, great yeah. at his age. And congrats um, to LeBron James. Uh, passing Kareem. Right? Um, Pass Kareem all-time points, play, uh, including the playoffs. Congrats. I, I, I'm glad you said that because I do not want to forget congrats LeBron, congratulating LeBron on that. So Congratulations absolutely. to LeBron James. Yeah, yeah respect, respect. Um, yeah, you got all these old guys, man. And the way I look at it is – if you're going to tear the team down, um, you got to keep the youngest of that group. Anthony Davis is the youngest of that group of names I just laid out. Yeah, but you're not getting a whole bunch of stock for nobody else. Yeah, yeah, that that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's you're true. not getting no stock for nobody else but Anthony Davis or LeBron James. And, you know, clearly LeBron ain't going nowhere. Right, right. I've heard some jokes out there that, uh, LeBron would force himself to get traded back to Cleveland. I don't think that's um, happening. No, I, I think I think if anything, he's going to make sure that he plays with his son before he leaves, and and yeah. and that'll be it. Um, I also saw something today or maybe yesterday where he feels like uh, now that the Rams won the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. they should have the parade. When they have the parade, they should also acknowledge the Dodgers and the Lakers. And no. Yeah. 
No, bro. Sorry. Uh, I, I, let, I get let it. The Rams, let the Rams have their moment. Let the Rams have their moment. And y'all are losing right now. We don't want to um, – I don't think Lakers fans yeah. want to see y'all doing no parade yeah. right now. And and baseball is in some deep trouble, even though it's not the Dodgers' fault. But no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just, just, let, just let the, the Rams Dodgers have their had, moment, bro. The Dodgers had their moment. I get they couldn't celebrate yeah. the way they wanted to. The yeah. Lakers had their moment. I get they couldn't celebrate the way they so wanted sad. to. So sad. But no, no. Let yeah. let let them have look. The Buccaneers had their moment. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody saying let the Buccaneers and the Lightning, you know, have a joint parade. Right. The, the Lightning yep. had their moment. So yep. let let it just be what it be. Let it be what it be. Sorry, sorry. Um, I'm gonna make one more point here before we sign off, bro. Um, and I, I, I wish I could do this meme where earlier this season in basketball, both of our teams were like the top two teams in the East with like five and one records. I wish I could do this, how it started versus how it's going right now. And you could if you really, uh, if you really focus on it, both of our squads are what 11th and 12th in the East right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the season for the Knicks is over. Yep, same here. It's over. Yep. I don't even know why you had. I don't even know why you felt the need to bring this up. Uh, blew a twenty-point lead to the Blazers without CJ McCollum and Lillard the other night, and then blew a lead last night against the Thunder. Can't beat those teams. It's, it's a wrap, man. Yeah, I don't know why you need to end the end the podcast on a low note. Yeah, well, need some positive. That made you feel better. Uh, I don't have nothing positive. It made made me feel better because I have less expectations now. So you're saying that that this is a positive thing? It's a positive thing for me because they're going to make a change. I don't know if they're going to get rid of Tom Thibodeau at this point. Who? I think is just being stubborn right now with not playing these young cats um, and just being stuck on playing Evan Fournier for God's sake. Um, but yeah, I'm comfortable knowing that um, we're not making the playoffs. We're not even going to make the playing game. Um, so um, my only frustration is, is that they're not letting these young guys get on the court and get their minutes. That's my only thing. Like Thibodeau was playing as if, he thinks they got a chance to make the playoffs. And I get he's a coach. He's got to think some way about that. But realistically, we're, we're not getting there. We're not getting there. Mm, well, hey, man. Uh, <laughs> thank you for so, ending this on a, neg- on a negative note. So, hey, the draft's coming in April. That's that's the only, that's the only, thing, I, that's the only thing I got, man. Like, I mean, let's be clear. We haven't drafted the greatest either. So uh, what you want me to say about that? What? What? The Steelers? No. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm, I said the NFL, NFL draft April. is coming. I hear you say I thought you said April, the, in April the draft is coming. And I I, yes. I get the NBA draft in April, but yes, uh, I'm thinking NBA draft. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, hey, okay. I got nothing to look forward to, bro. I, I got uh, nothing to I was going to say, if that's the way that you're going to conflate a, uh, I mean, that you're going to uh, uh, equal, level off a, a, a negative note, uh, sure, I guess. 
That doesn't make that doesn't make me feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my bad. I'm reading the text here. Um, so uh, yeah, let's end this on a good note, man. And uh, you know, positive vibes. You know, we still here. We got life. We doing this show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's let's. Bro, let's, that's let's, your positive. Oh man, our teams are really trash. Our teams are really trash. If the best thing you could come up with to end this show on is is that we still got life in a sports podcast. I got nothing, bro. I got nothing, and there might not even be a baseball season. So I got nothing until the NFL draft Mm. at this point. What March Madness? March Madness. Uh, I don't give what? a fuck about no March Madness. I, got, I don't give a what? fuck about March. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all the NCAA. I, I ain't saying NCAA. you. I'm talking about me, nigga. No, no, no. No, I'm saying <laughs> I don't give a damn about March Madness for real. I'll watch it, but I, I'm not. I'm sorry, man. I know it's a lot of NCAA. People love NCAA and, and, and our chats and, and our conversations about our podcast. They do. I don't love it. I, it's just cool. It's just cool. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Of course. It. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I'm going to watch yeah. it. But I mean, ain't none of my teams in it. I mean, the Terps ain't doing all that great either. I'm uh, sorry. All right. I don't, I don't, all right. I'm sorry. Let's sign off. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm, man. I'm, look, thank, I'm, you I'm, for, <laughs> thank you for all the, all the all the supporters of the podcast. Uh, man, <laughs> hey, we appreciate y'all, man. We Everybody in the chat room, uh, if, if you know, we appreciate you, all of that. We see your comments. We just ain't responding to them because we are in our feelings about some things that we were discussing today. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Make sure you uh, like us on Facebook, Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Catch the podcast on replay at all podcast platforms. Uh, hey, you can follow the Twitter at BarbershopSPOR2. If you got any questions, uh, you can email us at Barbershop. Sports talk one at gmail.com. I ain't done it in a long time. Uh, for Trey Frazier, this is Maestro Styles, and we will see y'all next week. I need to get to this versus. Yes.